Hi, you've tuned in to the Lovely Travels podcast where we talk about all things travel and adventure. My name is Emma Lovell, also known as Lovely, and I have a mission to visit every UN-recognised country in the world while raising awareness for mental health. Join me as we revisit some of my past adventures, speak to fellow travellers and interesting locals, all while following the journey to 195 countries. I'll be joined soon by my co-pilot, Darius, in Germany. And sometimes we're even going to hit the road together. Make sure to join in the adventure by following me on Instagram, Lovely Travels. You can also join our Facebook group, Lovely Travels Community, and learn more about us at the website, lovelytravels.com. But for now, it's listening time. Travel vicariously along with us. Hello and welcome everyone to the Lovely Travels podcast, your premier farming podcast on the internet. With me here today is our uh, roaming reporter, Emma. That's me. Hello, everyone. Hello. How are you doing? I'm very good. I'm very excited for this one because we sort of talked about doing it and, um, you know, Wait, from another episode... The- and now we're doing it. Are you going to tell me we, we followed through on something we said? Yes. Like, well, we, we have plans to do more road trips and things in the future. But obviously, we're a little bit prohibited with that at the moment. But um, so I, you know, the plan was to hopefully go together. But I ditched you and I went by myself. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did. I did message you while I was there. That's true. Yeah, I was very jealous as soon as you got there because you were like sending me pictures of little Germany and then of of Millie and and the farm. Yes, I should say. So I recently went to South Australia for a conference. So in May 2021, I went to a conference in South Australia and um, Millie, who was on our episode number 24, a real life farmer's wife. What an episode. Well, it is by far our most popular episode. Thank you, Caniva. Shout out to the town of Caniva who have really- Hey, Caniva. It's us. Really nice made to see you again. <laughs> that podcast go far. Um, yeah, so Millie came on and told us about what it's like living on a farm and um, they have a huge sheep property, 5,000 sheep over 5,000. I always say it wrong. Travel, correct me. Hectares or acres. It's a lot of land. It's huge. And actually their property goes over the South Australian Victorian border. So we drove out from Adelaide to a place called Border Town, very aptly named. Yep, uh, no confusion. Uh, so that's in South Australia and then went into Serviston, which is in Victoria, where they live. And we went and stayed a couple nights, my husband Matt and my little boy Finn, and we stayed with Millie and Trav and their beautiful three kids. Nice. It was wonderful. I'm going to do a shout out actually to at Aussie Nerd Farmer on Instagram. He, I met him at a, it was called um, the Rump and Red Dinner. So Millie messaged me and said actually the night, we, one of the nights we were there, there was like this local fundraiser at the Caniva Football Club and didn't want to go till it's like a, it's just like it was a real country shindig. And I was like, Hell yes, I want to go. Um, and and red, you know, being wine, I was like, you you are speaking my language. So 
Uh, we went and yes, on the on our table was um, Jonathan, the Aussie nerd farmer, and he was like, "Oh, you're the podcast person." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I was like kind of famous. He's like, I listened to the podcast in my tractor. I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and I've now been awesome. in one of those tractors. So that's I have a, I have a question. Mm. As an Aussie nerd farmer, um, how long does a nerd take to grow? <laughs> uh, Jonathan, please write back to that and um, let us know. <laughs> The, the nerd farming is that he's into um, – they use data and tech to grow healthy and nutritious I, grain. I would actually – I would love to do an episode on farming technology. I think it's amazing. There's a lot of GPS and, like, um, calculating stuff. Oh, yeah. There the tractor was, like, next level. Like, I'm, I do – we are actually going to listen to us – in the tractor, which is pretty exciting. There's like screens. Wow, and- <laughs> pretty exciting stuff here, folks. <laughs> Listen to Shut Emma up. inside a tractor. No, you gotta Trav's- sell it. <laughs> I am selling it, and you're like putting it down. Shush. You're just jealous because you didn't get to go in the tractor, okay? It was awesome. Yes. The wheels were bigger than me. It was amazing. Um, it was super fun. We left our baby with Millie. Like, you got this right. You got three. Just another one. You're right. <laughs> he was sleeping in the car. She was like, I got it. Looking at him through the window. <laughs> uh, it was fine. The window, you know, the window was open. It's fine, guys. And then um, we went in the tractor and, uh, you know, uh, we were snuggled up. There's not a lot of room. So we all piled in and Trav told us all about and we got to, like, you know, tractory some rows. In the ground. <laughs> okay, but but um, uh, nevertheless, nevertheless, if Jonathan is listening, um, let us know. Um, jump on the podcast and tell us about nerdy tractor farming. You've been officially invited. Take That's up right. the offer. Did you invite him at the dinner? You could have given him a couple of wines and, and plied him with with fame and glory. I, I think he just really liked to come. He is a regular listener and listens in Good. his tractor. So please, Jonathan. on that note, email us or write in the group if you listen somewhere really interesting. Derek showed us that he was like on the tarmac where he was listening and he also told us on episode 60 that he likes to listen while gardening. In a way, so does Jonathan. <laughs> Just really, really, really big gardening that provides food for lots of people. Yeah. Absolutely. So... Um, yeah, so we went out there. It was about a three and a half hour drive from Adelaide. Um, really pretty, really interesting uh, countryside. It's like this area where there was like boulders and, and very dry. Um, just, yeah, and then sort of, um, yeah, I don't know, bushy and stopped at a little cafe on the way back and just felt very country-esque and it was, it was really nice. And we went to... Um, Trav's parents' house as well, which was really lovely because Millie talked a lot about them, her in-laws, and how much mm. they'd welcomed her when she was living there originally. Um, That's right. I got to meet Kenny, the horse. Oh, wow. Get him on the, get him on the podcast. <laughs> I think you might hear some some <sighs> from him on a video. I, I'll try and get that. <laughs> Um, so Finn met his first horse. Kenny was the first horse. So that was kind of cool. Uh, he was pretty, we went out, 
went out in our PJs and um and some boot gum boots from the front and uh, walked up to to see Kenny. He came over to say hello. Beautiful, very friendly. They had a lunatic farm cat who was running around tackling the dog. They have a three-legged awesome. dog who is hilarious and gorgeous. Huh. Three-legged. Um, um, and he's a farm. He's a working dog. He does the rounding up of the sheep. Sounds like he's working extra hard. <laughs> he is. He's so fast on those three legs. He's yeah, running around all over Which, the place. Is he missing a front leg or a back leg? Back leg. Mm. Okay. Yeah. It happened in an accident. Oh. But he's good. He's amazing. He's well, adaptable. We, maybe, maybe we can do a combined episode with the horse and the dog. <laughs> maybe we'll just ask Millie to speak for him. But I, um, with the, you know, was really delighted that Trav let me interview him and ask about what a farmer's life is like. Uh, yep. And it's a big farm and he's, you know, and he's a, you know, lifelong farmer really. So, you know, it's been in the, the family for years. So it was really lovely to talk. And, yeah, I did take little videos while I was there. Uh, and we tried a cake. We had this cake, um, which is apparently, like, super famous and people, were, like, couldn't believe that we didn't know it and they were, like, <coughs> outraged. It's like some chocolate biscuits aren't it's yeah, see, we go. I've typed into my phone chocolate and it's straight away come up because I obviously searched it at the time. Chocolate ripple biscuit cake. Have you heard of it? Uh, no. What? So, so it's these chocolate? biscuits that are Arnott's. Arnott's is an Australian, famous Australian brand. Anybody who's Australian is listening, they're like, duh, they're the best. Um, like Tim Tams are Arnott's. So there you go. Um, but. Yeah, we could do it. Do an episode on the. Uh... The questionable quality of Australian chocolate. <laughs> and what's your favourite biscuit? Uh, these people are very, very polarised and very um, fixated on which one's their favourite. But anyway. Can I just – my favourite is Monty. I don't know if they exist anymore. But Monte they were just Carlos? like a plain – no, 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 just Monty. Um, it was like a biscuit with chocolate around it. And you could do the Tim Tam move where you suck milk through it. Um, but I like the simplicity. Why overcomplicate? It doesn't need layers. Okay. We've obviously got you on a topic here, so maybe we'll have a biscuit episode. Um, since we're getting, you know, we've just got like heaps of countries still to cover, but we're deciding to go real, real specific with our episode. Tractors, today. animals, and biscuits. <laughs> and tall buildings. Coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> or might have been. We don't know. Um, so, no, chocolate ripple cake is you take these chocolate ripple biscuits and you layer them. With cream in the middle. So you biscuit, cream, biscuit, cream, and like uh, whipped cream, I should say. And you like put it into a cake tin and then you put it in the fridge and it sort of soaks and then you eat it. There's no cooking. I, I believe like a like a good glug of, of Grand Manier or, or some sort of liqueur inside the biscuits. You're basically making tiramisu. Yeah, but this one this one was for kids, so they didn't put any alcohol. But anyway, I think I feel like it's more of a Victorian thing. But then I told someone else, and they were like, "What? You didn't have that?" And I don't know if it's maybe because my parents are English, but I don't even think I've ever seen those biscuits in the shops. I haven't since been to Coles or Woolies to investigate. But yeah, it's people are real passionate about it. Anyway, delicious. Matt loved it. I think he had some for breakfast too. Well, there you go. So that was it. Was a real weird highlight of the trip. <laughs> yeah, I, I, 
Oh yeah, people are putting Bailey's in it. Okay, I'm not I'm not alone in thinking that soaking these biscuits in alcohol beforehand would would really help. <laughs> um, so anyway, if um, but Millie wasn't as expected. A phenomenal host. Um, mm. Just they had this gorgeous house. Like we had a they had a fire. It was be you know it was May, so it was coming into winter. It was kind of a lovely time to go. A uh, bit dry for them. They were coming into the rainy season and the rains were a bit late, so that kind of messes them about a bit. So we were happy for the drier weather, but they yeah. would have really loved to have rain around that time. And Yeah, it was just really nice. I, we only stayed two nights. Um, planning to go back with our good friend Catherine, who gets mentioned a lot on this podcast. <laughs> Simo. Simo. Um, so we will have to do a – we'll do a, a – third episode on the farm life like we're just really tapping to this audience um and we'll, we might get cat onto that one if not the carrying bar high reunion episode she'll definitely be there oh that could be a fun episode i didn't know we had that planned no we, that's when we're going to carrying bar high so millie sent us the most beautiful email um about our one year anniversary episode because she's just wonderful and a lovely listener and shout out to you millie i'm sure you li- well this episode's about your husband you better be listening <laughs> um <laughs> And you, you're in a lot. Um, this yeah. episode is about us introducing the episode. <laughs> next next time, we will actually play the episode. Um, no, sorry, you were saying something lovely about the wonderful Millie. Yeah, she sent us a beautiful email and she said she can't wait for the – I said it was going to be maybe our 200th episode and that we would go to Karen Bahai to record it. And she said, I'll see you there. Nice. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have, like, a panel and we'll have guests and we'll go for five hours and then Darius will have to edit it and then there'll be a good oh job. Please no. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, the, the event will go for longer. The actual recording, we will try to be good good people and keep it tight. So Maybe we can get some teachers on as well. Do they, any, any of them still I feel exist? like this Probably. episode is definitely going to be, like, about us. Well, you know, it's the Origins. It's the Origin episode. It is? Well, it's our origins. That's where we met. Oh, I see. Okay. Because there's a couple of teachers I don't want on the show. Unless I can, I have the opportunity to publicly humiliate them. No, we really digressed here. So we're going to come back to the topic. Um, is there anything else you'd like to know about my time in Serviston before we listen to my time in Serviston? Um, I, I feel like you will have glossed over this in the episode. So just for immersion, what colour was the tractor? Green. No, I don't nice. know. Oh, oh, oh my god! In my head, in my head, it's green. <laughs> I look. The photos are right here. I really should look. I have a folder called Farm Visit with Millie, so that I can nice. review. Organized. It. Organized. The, no, it's so far from green. It's red. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a photo of Lovely Travels Instagram of this giant. Come, coming soon. Our colorblind episode. <laughs> it's red and black, and then has this big like containery thing which is white and then at the back it's got this like crazy ass like or like spider octopusy looking contraption which is the actual and thing that what, digs up what, the ground what noise did it make <laughs> it's very loud so it was, just just give it give it a shot, yeah. a shot. <laughs> i don't know it's just sounds okay. like background noise well let's get into it <laughs> But but no, the back thing, it looks like um, something out of, shut up. It looks like something out of that movie with Tom Cruise where the War of the Minority Worlds. Minority Report? 
Oh. No, where those big giant things came down to earth. Oh, that, it's actually War of the Worlds is a is a great audio book. Maybe we could recreate said audio book and you do the sound effects. <laughs> I didn't like it. Dad was listening to it in the car and he was like, "It's just great. And I was like, it's creepy and it's weird and I don't like it. Apparently when it first happened, people thought it was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they played it on the radio and it, people thought it was like the news. Yeah, it's creepy. Look, oh, so good. Traving the tractor. So much fun. Anyway. This is not a visual medium. I'm just showing Darius my photos while we're recording. Um, very excited to go back and look at all these wonderful photos, oh, wonderful photos, I believe, and videos of our time on the sheep farm with Trav and Millie Carter, the real-life farmer people. <laughs> Let's listen. Real-life farmer people. Let's get into it. All right. Thanks for joining me, Trav. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about you to start? Oh, well, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm a farmer. Um, yeah, live live in the country, obviously, like live on the farm that my family's lived on for multiple generations. So I suppose some people might feel like they, uh, you know, had to take on their family job, but farming's not like that for me. Like I've just always loved it and it's what I've always wanted to do. So I feel it's just, it's a pleasure being able to, you know, work on the farm and be outside working the land each day. Yeah. And we got a bit of a summary from your lovely wife, Millie, who was on our uh, episode 24 talking about she's a, a real-life farmer's wife. Uh, so you're in Serviston. We're in Serviston, Victoria. That's, that's right. Which is on the border of South Australia. But your property actually is in both. Yeah, so we've got our farm sort of scattered over a few blocks, but we've got land on both sides of the border, which was a bit painful during the middle of COVID but uh yeah prior to last year it was you know the border really meant nothing it was just a, a line on a map but yeah last year it was quite difficult but you know yeah. we're sort of moving past that now and and now I kept saying to people when we were coming you had 5,000 sheep but you have 5,000 acres and about 5,000 sheep. Okay, cool. That was right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like one sheep per acre. <laughs> yeah, roughly, but obviously there's a lot of crop involved. So yeah, um, yeah, the sheep are on the parts that the crops aren't growing on and all the, the cropping and the sheep work together, you know, in a, in a rotation and that's how it works. Yeah, it was pretty fun today because we got to see – um, rolling out the hay bale for the, the sheep, but they don't always get the hay. They sometimes just feed off the land. Oh, sheepies. <gasps> Look. Oh, it's feeding time. Hey. Oh, little lemmy. <laughs> yeah, so... Our rainfall is very seasonal. We get a lot of rain in the middle of winter, which, and after we get a lot of rain, we get a lot of grass growing. So during spring, we've got more feed than what the sheep could ever eat. 
and then we get a hot dry summer all the grass dies we harvest our grain crops but we've also in the spring we harvest our hay as well and then in the autumn it's just normally quite dry and there's no real feed in the paddock so we we feed the hay and grain some of the hay and grain that we grow back to the sheep as well as obviously selling grain um, so that's a, one of the main jobs we're doing at this time of year is feeding sheep as well as planting the crops for the new season coming. And so we were on the tractor today, which was very fun for us, um, like mega tractor, because I think sometimes you sort of picture those little green and yellow sort of chug-a-lug sort of tractors. This is... Oh, there's big green is, and yellow ones too. Like, oh, yeah. This one was a beast though. Like the wheels are bigger than me, taller than me, I'd say. Yeah, probably, yep. Yeah, and then it had this like crazy octopus spider war of the worlds looking device on the back yeah that's the air seeder used for sowing the crop yeah so what actually puts the seeds in the ground yeah and so it was yeah so yeah i'm doing you doing my terrible non-farmy language so you were as we're driving along the tractor the the claws like thing and sort of digging up the soil yeah so the signs are basically just scratching into the surface of the soil um, at the right depth for the seed to drop in and the seeds are covered by the dirt with the machine as it goes along as well and so at the moment because we are having quite a dry autumn we would have preferred to have had rain a few weeks ago but it hasn't rained yet which is like that's okay but so we're, we're dry sowing putting seed into the soil which won't actually grow until we get a decent rain like around 25 mils would be a good start mm. um so at the moment we're just sowing pastures which will be paddocks for the sheep to graze but also possibly hay crops hay and silage crops and Farm cat's trying to get in the house. <laughs> oh, sorry, the house cat is trying to get in the house. There's two farm cats as well, so yeah, that's mice, organic mice control. <laughs> and you are an organic farm, which is very yeah, cool. It's, uh, it's a little bit unusual in our area. Like we, there's not many organic farmers around, but it's something that we feel passionate about and like doing. So yeah, that's what we do. And so the organic part, is that just the seed, just the lentils and the chickpeas? No, so basically we're an organic grain business. So we, we grow a variety of organic grains, everything from wheat, barley, oats, spelt, chickpeas, lentils. Um, I'm glad you said that because when you're saying grain, I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, what is that? Because there's so many, yeah, aren't so, there? And most of our most of our land is certified organic. We have a little bit which is not, but it's sort of predominantly 
uh, just used for grazing sheep or growing sheep feed. Uh, most of our sheep are not certified just because there's not a big market for organic wool. Uh, we do do a few organic lambs as well. Um, so yeah, it's something my dad's been doing for a, a long time yeah. and yeah, we're just continuing on and enjoy growing food without chemicals. So That's really awesome. I think, do you think that that's growing, that, that industry? It's uh, the popularity of organic food is certainly growing like the demand is there being able to grow enough food to satisfy the demand is, is a challenge but we're you know always looking to increase our production and and we are gradually like so i said part of our farm wasn't certified organic and over recent years we've been gradually transitioning more and more area into organic and i think you said production. today it takes three years yeah, so there's a there's a transition period, so you just can't go from today we're organic. <laughs> yeah, spraying chemicals one day and then claiming yeah. to be organic the next. So there's a quite a stringent uh, changeover period where you basically have to follow organic practices for a three year period before you can sell your product as fully certified organic. Yeah, so yeah, what we do. That's cool. And so, what's the most popular sort of grain? Is it that you well the i suppose the lentils and the chickpeas are probably the most popular but also the, probably the hardest to grow okay so things like wheat barley and oats are fairly low risk they're they're a fairly reliable crop if you happen to get a drought you still generally get something um and weed control is not a as big an issue, like they compete better with weeds. Yeah. So crops like lentils, which are short, they don't, like they don't grow very tall. Grass weeds are a major issue without using herbicides. So mm. we rely on cultivation and having weed-free pastures prior to sowing our grain crops to control the weeds. And so today you'd said there was barley there before. What, what were we planting today? So today we were in a paddock that was a barley crop last year, which was harvested for grain, which has been sold to an organic dairy mm -hmm. uh, for organic milk. And this year we're sowing vetch and clover. So we're sowing legume a legume pasture into that paddock, which will be used for grazing the sheep. And then it'll be locked up later on. Well, the sheep will be kept out of that paddock and made into hay, hopefully, if we get enough spring rain. So wow. we'll store, keep that hay to feed back to our sheep as well. There's a lot of learning and there's a lot of, like, I think that's what, you know, my husband Matt's here with me and he was really impressed by one, you know, not the machinery that you use, but there's a lot of, like, technology now used with it, with the machinery, but also, like, how much you have to understand, like, you have to understand the weather, you have to understand, you know, the oh, farm conditions. Yeah, farmer, you would say, is a, a jack of all trades and master of none. Like, we sort of just, we're just bush cockies trying to have a, you know, we we know a bit about most things, but we're not, we're not really experts, but. I think you play that down a lot, though. Like, uh, like hearing you talk to, you know, it's just such a, a different world. Well, yeah, I suppose, you know, we, we need to understand soil chemistry, biology, yeah, there's a lot of different animal care systems that we, you know, 
everything works together. So it's not the sort of thing that you can just jump in and out of. Like it's a it's a lifelong learned uh, career, and I guess I'm fortunate to have been brought up on a farm and I suppose been learning along the way. But yeah, we we're learning new things all the time as well. Like you know, yeah. Well, yes, and especially with you, like. Um, organic coming and people wanting to farm in different ways and more sustainably because that was one of my questions today. I remember seeing um, an Australian story about this guy over in WA who'd sort of helped the land to replenish because they'd been the livestock had just been trampling like trampling it. So that's yeah, the yeah. thing about moving your you know having your grain sometimes and having your animals in different areas. Yeah, like you need you need to treat your soil differently depending on what soil type you have and you know, how different ecosystems are more fragile than than others so uh, you know we, we try and farm in a way which is improving the soil regenerating the soil that regenerative agriculture is a bit of a, a buzzword at the moment um, but I think I think every farmer is trying to do what's best for their farm. Um, We think not using chemicals is the best way. Some of my neighbours and best friends farm with chemicals and they think that's the best way. So we're all just just doing the best and growing the best food we can with with the information that we've got. And it's super important in Australia. Agriculture is still our leading industry isn't it as our you know our exports well I, I don't know the figures i suppose mining's pretty major but one thing i do know is people don't get, go very well without eating food so <laughs> you know whether it's the, <laughs> the biggest in financial terms it's definitely one of the most important oh 100 um, we have land that's what you know we need to take yeah care of and it. like australia grows organic or not i think australia grows some of the best food in the world mm. and you know, we import some rubbish and we export a lot of really good quality food. Yes. So I think it is important that Australians support their local farmers and try to buy Australian. And in doing so, they'll be buying a premium product for themselves anyway. So, Albus, get down. <laughs> the cat's currently on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> you go, fun, fun life. Animals in the house, animals out the house. Um, no, it's been it's lovely to meet your your parents today and to see the sense of community and I had the pleasure of going to an event last night uh, with the local footy club and um, getting to talk to some other farmers and you know I think you all from the people I've met you're very humble and played it down but you do an amazing job and like it just it's pretty hard to fathom 5,000 acres and we saw quite a lot of sheep today but like nothing compared to what you have. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I mean, I think every farmer just loves farming. We, we all like talking about farming and showing people what we do. So, yeah, like, it's... We try to work hard, but it's it's not hard when we love what we do, so... That's yeah, beautiful. It's, no, you're definitely passionate and it's been really 
beautiful to experience and uh if you'll have us we will be back yep uh, we more love... welcome anytime <laughs> we've, we've also invited all of our listeners so I hope you know so uh if you get people popping we've in from around the world one spare bedroom there's <laughs> <laughs> so... only a paddock space if you bring a tent <laughs> <laughs> woohoo farm festival <laughs> no thank you for your time trav it's been a pleasure thank you thanks for coming So thank you again to Trav for joining me on this episode. It was it was really lovely and it was very impromptu. We just set it up in the lounge room of their beautiful farm home and I asked him questions, yeah, about the day we'd had and, you know, following on from the episode we had with Millie. And honestly, you know, you can hear he's such a humble guy, but these farmers, they do so much more uh, than, you know, just care for animals or plant crops there's a lot that goes into it uh and they're they're full business people you know they're having to have relationships with all the provider uh the producer like they're the producers having the wholesalers um community you know having the local community organizations and industry bodies that they they check in with and yeah it's a whole you know the whole reason we wanted to do this episode it's a world that we don't many of us don't really know about so uh, it was just a really lovely experience and I look forward to visiting again, as I've talked about, and I just wanted to share a few extra clips of our time there, uh, including meeting the infamous Kenny from the first uh, from episode with Millie. Here it is. Hi, Kenny. Oh, oh wow. Look, friends. Oh, I know. So you can, as you can hear, a bit windy, and uh, yes, my uh, my son wasn't super stoked to be out there, but it was so awesome to see that beautiful horse. And maybe another time, I'll I'll get to jump on and uh, with a little bit more time out there. And uh, I mentioned uh, in our intro, very gorgeous little adorable daughter of Trav and Millie, their little girl Lottie, and uh, she had this just beautiful way of uh, talking about animals. And one of them was the the sheep. And so uh, when we first got to the the property, the par- um well the family property, uh, which is where Trav's parents lived, this is what we heard from Little Miss. Again, it's quite windy. Super cute. That's <laughs> just so sweet. Um, and then we, while we were out feeding the sheep, uh, which, you know, it was so exciting. I wish I could have got a little bit more um, commentary about it, but I think I was just a bit too excited and overwhelmed. There were a lot of sheep and I did ask um, whether they attack. <laughs> I'm not scared of them, but, you know, uh, when animals are in feeling defensive they can sometimes um be aggressive so i was just mindful of that but anyway just don't worry guys the sheep weren't aggressive but yeah there were a lot of them so i was mindful and was kind of concentrating on that but trav did tell me a little bit more uh about some of the mother sheep and their lambs the, the sheep which are not good, great mums they just run straight to the feed and forget about their lambs when they spend the rest of the day trying to refine them. Oh, yeah. She's being like, that's just what you want them to do, just 
once the lamb's bigger, it'll be fine for, you know, she can go away from it, it'll be able to find her again, but when they're really small, you just want her to stay with it and just mother up. And, and before long, it was time for us to leave and I uh, felt quite sad leaving the farm, but we were off on our next adventure and uh, this was us saying goodbye. Finn, we're off again on a road trip. We're going to Adelaide Hills. Oh, boring apparently. Okay, bye farm. Thanks for having us. Let's go. So a little bit of a, I guess, what's coming next, uh, not next, next episode, but will be coming, I will be doing an episode on South Australia, talking about our most recent trip, but I've had the pleasure of actually visiting uh, quite a few times. And, you know, because obviously uh, I'm an Australian and I'm currently based and uh, sort of for the foreseeable future, I'm in Australia. And so, and I think quite a bit of our audience is Australian at the moment. I'd love to see more internationals. We do have internationals. Uh, thank you so much for joining in our Lovely Travels community in the Facebook group. It's awesome to see you there. And um, please share with your friends. We'd love to get to more countries, um, at least vicariously through the podcast for now. So, uh, but I'd really love to showcase Australia and showcase some of the places that I've been. It's really wonderful to see people out there visiting new places that they've never been before or getting to see a little bit more of their own backyard. I think we've got some, uh, my cousin Francis is out on a road trip at the moment. I've got friends up in uh, one of our popular uh, guests, Danielle Fyland, she's up in the Northern Territory in the Kimberley, sort of crossing into WA on a trip as well. And my in-laws have just been in Broome and across the Kimberley as well. Uh, so Broome's in top of WA and uh, exploring a little bit in the Northern Territory as well. I uh, started out in Darwin. And yeah, I've just been looking up retreats and things, uh, top tips if you've got any retreats in Australia or unique stays. I'm really looking to explore unique stays and uh, places a little bit off the beaten track and quite a few of the retreats I was looking up were in places that I've already visited. Maybe it's just highlighting how much I've already visited in Australia, which is lovely, but just trying to get to some new and different places. So please do share, but yes, we'll have a South Australia episode coming soon and we'll probably work our way around the states of Australia. And then we might even go a bit more minute and we'll end up going to visit the cities of Australia as well. So if you would like to contribute at all, please do send us an email. If you'd like to come on the podcast and you've got some something to share, info at lovelytravels.com. Check us out. The website is lovelytravels.com. Instagram, love hearing from you. Tag us with your photos, hashtag lovelytravels. And the Instagram is at lovelytravels. And, of course, I've already mentioned the Facebook group and then our Facebook page. It's super simple. We tell you every week. But, again, uh, just Lovely Travels on Facebook. So thank you for listening. Look forward to seeing you again next time. And take care and safe travels, whether they be near or far.